back in the studio. Alright, we're good. Rush Takes Podcast, Russo and Police. I am Paul Russo. Across from me, as always, Mad Myth, the legend himself, fresh cut, fresh style going today. Nick Felice. Nick, how you doing today? You, you got the fresh, like, little trim going on in the beard section even today, too. Thank you, man. Thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks for noticing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a good show for you on hand today. Uh, you know, Olympics, almost done. Um, How do you feel about the Olympics? I'm not as hyped about them this year as I I'm usually a, am. I'm a huge Olympics guy. Huge. Been watching them uh, as best as I can. I don't watch the replays. I don't get the hype around a replay during the day. You know how they show them during the day? Yeah. I don't get the hype. It has to be live. Oh. It has to be live for me. It's the only time I can watch them is late at night. I, I go to bed pretty late, so I watch a little, a little bit. I don't get up in time to watch the, the prime time ones in the morning, but, you know, I enjoy it. Next one's in Paris, so it'll be a little bit better for me. But uh, Slightly better time difference. Yep. Summer <laughs> League started today as well, as well as going on right now. Bayheim's Army in the championship True. game. Yeah. So they need to get their first ring, even though By start, the way, starting also, lineup is majority not from Syracuse. Also but. going on tonight... We have a tendency of breaking baseball news on here, if you don't know. Uh, the Astros are in L.A. tonight with a full crowd for the first time since, you know, the incident. What happened? Oh, we already have, apparently, fans outside chanting cheaters and trash cans. So, hey, if anything happens, we'll be gladly to break in and break in with news. About... Not to 10, though. I thought it was like 9.40. I don't know. We well, probably won't be here for it, either way. It's fun to speculate. You know but yeah, I know I'm with you. It's it's been tough because like for instance, I'm I'm so happy obviously baseball and softball are back in the Olympics. Like for instance, that USA Japan baseball game, the extra inning game, started at like three o'clock in the morning here, yeah. and it ended pretty much as I was walking like kind of off the door for. It was work. a good game. So it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it. I need to get some more teams in it. Well, it's also their first year back, and obviously a decade plus. So. Um, I'm looking forward to it though, that that aspect as we get going again with it. So, um, but yeah, I know it's just tough. I mean, even like basketball this year doesn't, and I don't know if maybe it's so much like I, I know I've brought it up a little bit. I think it might be a little bit like yeah, it's not 2020, it's 2021, you know. No Especially fans. like the basketball, especially like yeah, that too. But especially too like the basketball stuff, like it's been literally like ongoing now for a year straight, pretty much. So, I mean, I don't know. World, anyway. Is the World Cup next year? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, World yeah. Cup's next year, so. It's the only time I really maybe. get into soccer. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh look forward to it. But uh it's been yeah. a little bit of crazy, as you can see the topics today. I mean the top two have been especially crazy, right? MLB traded online. We'll get into it obviously. I think it's certainly the craziest probably of our lifetime, maybe the craziest one ever. It is. Just the way it everything went down NBA free agency um you know it, it I think we had some stuff happen yesterday it's been pretty interesting I wouldn't say it's maybe on par crazy as with you know maybe the MLB but you certainly have some bigger moves so we'll discuss a little bit of that now obviously Nick something that we're both excited about for a couple of different reasons but NASCAR back at Watkins Glen this weekend looking for Looking forward to that. As we going bowling. A, somebody has a motorcycle goes flying by with the music blasting. We going bowling. Go bowling at the Glen, the Cup guys. I'm really excited. Um, 
What is that sponsor, Go Bowling? Go Bowling, they are um, pretty much like the second party promoter of bowling in America, um, if you will. In a but sense. Like bowling the sport? Yeah. So the an advertisement of another sport on a sport. Yeah. They've been Go Bowling's been in NASCAR now for six, seven years, give or take, collectively. I mean, I don't know if they'll be on a car this weekend. I'd have to double check, but if they are, they're going to be probably on Eric Almarola's car. Mm. Ten car. Re- most recent winner in the Cup Series, Eric Almarola. So Can anyone beat Kyle Larson? We will find out. Yeah, more than likely. We'll discuss, obviously, more into that. I'm pretty excited because I have Kyle Larson in my random racing fantasy league this weekend. <laughs> so. Is he a good road guy? He's, you know, probably for sure top ten in the field road racing-wise. So His stats are unbelievable this year. Yeah. Rather ridiculous. Maybe not as ridiculous, though, Nick, as the wild trade deadline. Obviously, the deadline itself was last Friday at 4 p.m., but we had trades trickle in from a couple days before and all the way through. Those last two days were nuts. It was nuts. So, biggest winners, biggest losers, biggest surprise moves. Obviously, you know, I don't know if it's maybe necessarily a surprise, but the way sports work now is if you aren't going to be competitive and you know you're not going to be competitive for the next year or so, tend to blow things up. We had two of the past five most World Series champions blow it up over the deadline with the Nationals, obviously, 2019 winners, Cubs, 2016 winners, dispersing their talents out. Mm-hmm. And then they played each other. Yeah. I'd, yeah. With, our, our boys, Tony Kornheiser and Michael yeah. Wilbon, not doing so hot. No. Um. But it was so it was fascinating because you have, for instance, the Oakland days tend to when they are the when they are buyers and they have been buyers more times than sellers the past pretty much decade for the most part. But they usually don't go after a big and I don't mean this as a pun, but they don't tell them to go after the big fish. Mm-hmm. They go out and get Starley Marte from the Marlins, which is an unlike Oakland Day move, <laughs> for instance. And that should have been our first trigger warning that, hey, we're going to have some crazy this crap going on. So, nonetheless, it all trickles out from there. For instance, keep going here, right? Your beloved Pirates, Nick, Tyler Anderson, gets involved in, the, in a trade possibly going to the Phillies. Everybody was convinced it was the Phillies mm-hmm. until the medicals happened. Next thing you know, he shipped off to Seattle a couple hours later. Just absolute chaos, Nick. What One, what did you think of it? Because I'll give you what I thought of it quick. The main stuff Friday, I was in the car going to my buddy's bachelor party. So I'm, like, getting, like, updates kind of here and there when I'm able to. Obviously not really looking while I'm driving, but admittedly you kind of are, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, just absolute nonsense going on. So what were your thoughts? Because for me, behind the wheel was chaotic. Craziest deadline I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I was also, I was golfing with my dad on Friday, so when I stop golfing, I don't really look at my phone, but, uh, I get my phone and I see all these updates on Friday, it's crazy, and then Thursday as well, you know, just literally everybody they said would get traded, got traded besides the Rocky players. The Rockies are literally the only team that didn't trade anybody, um, at then all like the Trevor Stories. The Charlie Blackmans of the world did not get traded. But everyone else seemed to get traded. Everyone they said would get traded did get traded. Um, yeah, you're right with the Oakland A's. 
Starling Marte. We haven't seen Oakland make a move like that at that caliber of a player. And they gave up one of their better prospects in Lazardo, even though he's been up top in the big leagues all year. Yeah, I I would say compare that to move to like the John Lester move when they went out and got John Lester. Um, so they don't really go for those type of big name, you know, bigger name players. Um, so that was nice to see. Um, yeah, uh, the Phillies did not do much, even though they didn't get Anderson. They got Kyle Gibson. He's been all right this year. He's struggled of late, but you know you gotta look at you know where the Cubs guys went. Campbell goes to the White Sox, arguably the two best relievers in the game. Hendricks and Kimbrell now on the White Sox. That solidifies their division championship, I would think. The Giants getting Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's been better this year. It's going to be, still be tough for them because the Dodgers improved. Mm-hmm. Clearly. <laughs> they get Scherzer and Trey I was little, Turner. I was going to ask you about that because that was the other main... You all know what? In all honesty, that was probably the most shocking move collectively, right? Just because of the two names I moved in Scherzer and Turner. But the fact that I really so thought it was the Padres off the bat. Yeah. And almost immediately I think people forgot to pump the brakes on it because like I forget if it was like Rosenthal or one of the other big names. It's like, hold on, it's not like a done deal yet. Like like, it sucks to be a Padres yeah. fan to see the Dodgers. Oh, oh what was the Padres at this trade? Well, I, I have to say that yeah now because of what happened with Tatis, but like <laughs> yeah, but it must yeah. be it must be nice to be a Dodgers fan in over less than a year span. Get Blake Snell, who was just in the World Series, to get Dodgers or Padres. The the Dodgers okay. must be. I'm sarcastic. Oh, I see. In less than a year span, to get Blake Snell, who just pitched in the World Series. They get Trevor Bauer, had him, lose him, and then they just get Max Scherzer. They go lose him. <laughs> yeah, but then they just get Max Scherzer. They replace him with Max Scherzer. So, and they get Trey Turner, who's not a free agent at the end of the year. So, yes, Washington unloaded. Chicago unloaded. Rizzo went to the Yankees. They had Gallo the day before, I believe, or a couple days before. I'm not sure, but before Rizzo. Yankees made some moves. It wasn't just, you know, Clay Holmes and Andrew Heaney. <laughs> well, the Heaney one was like, wait, that was like buzzer beater. Yeah, it was. But <laughs> he didn't pitch so good yesterday. No, uh, he did not. But they do get Gallo and they do get Rizzo. Mm-hmm. As a Yankee fan, Paul, does this put them in the playoffs? Um, No, because we still need a lot of help. I would have preferred them. To if you're going to do that Gallo move, rather have been a pitcher esque player, obviously. I've heard a lot of Yankee fans. I'm not big on the Gallo trade. I'm one of the probably few in that side of the Yankee territory that's not a big fan of it overall. Um, Anthony Rizzo, greatest Yankee of all time. I mean, good for a series. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but I like Rizzo's panned out pretty obviously in the immediate what post now four days. Really well. Gallo Gallo's proven his worth defensively. I'd like to see obviously the bat do a little bit more at this point. Um, I mean, the main issue now is we have two of our rotation guys on the COVID list. Um, the scumbag Herman is, has a bum arm, so he's on the IL. So we'll see what happens. I've heard a lot of Yankee fans 
They can't mm-hmm. stand that Brett Gardner continues to yes, be in the lineup. Yes, I hate Brett Gardner. I wish we would stop signing him to one-year deals. Um, I'm not saying, like, Greg Allen should be starting over him anyway, obviously, but Greg Allen's now been up for a couple weeks now because of the way everything shook out with the co- initial COVID blast that we went through and everything. And he provides such a spark and such an energy boost to that team that I, I think you got to keep him in the lineup at this point until obviously everybody comes back fully healthy that's supposed to be in the outfield. What happens when Luke so, Voigt comes back? That's the part that's puzzling to me why they weren't able to get a trade done with him because he is for sure the odd man out. Obviously, he's pretty much singularly positioned, right? I mean, he's obviously a first baseman, but you prefer him to be a DH for the most part. Stanton can't play outfield. Um, no, but I'd rather have him in the outfield than Void at first, if you know what I mean. Well, Rizzo's a great first baseman. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's Rizzo's spot. Um, so, I mean, I mean, there was enough, which is part I'm surprised about. I mean, I'm not sitting here like I'm Rosenthal who has sources, but... I, I do have a couple, admittedly, uh, through the Reddit sphere that I figured for sure Voight would be traded for an arm, and he just wasn't. I don't know. I think it comes down to health at that point. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I it, it's tough. I mean, I think Voight's got one year left on the deal that he's currently on. He has ar- I believe he's got one or two years of arbitration because his even though he's like 30, he was a late bloomer into the game. So, I mean, he does have a little bit of control, uh, but he was a bit of a reclamation project for the Yankees. I remember the Yankees pretty much traded a uh, pitcher who was DFA'd at the time and Chase and Shreve for Voight, who was DFA'd at the time by the Cardinals, and pretty much we flopped him with Gallegos and Shreve back over and that was actually a deal that I heard possibly happening was Voight for Gallegos coming from the Cardinals back uh, obviously it didn't happen would have been interesting to see if it did I mean Gallegos proves gives you a nice boost in the bullpen uh, but he's another late inning guy so how does he really fit in with Britain with Chapman um, really at this point guys like Louis Saga um, so I, I don't know um, what happens to Cashman and Boone if they don't make the playoffs this year? Well, I mean, Boone's obviously the one with in the hottest of the two seats, right? Um, I, I think this is probably it for Boone anyway. Really? If Even if they do make the playoffs, I think he's done. This, this, is giving, this year is giving me a lot of, like that last year of Girardi, where... He's just lost the clubhouse for the most part at this point anyway. Um, I think it's actually probably a hot seat for a lot of people. Um, maybe not so on the management side of the team, but playing-wise as a team as well. I, I don't think people realize um, the pressure. Uh, pressure is probably the wrong word, but probably the microscope going on right now with the Yankees, right? Um, you know... There was a moment of pandemonium on the internet thinking that Judge would be traded since he was withheld from the lineup. And I don't think they'll trade Judge anyway, but I certainly don't think it's out of the realm of possibility if the right deal came along that you would send Judge away. Um, and I don't mean to make that sound as if he's terrible. The guy is an all-star player. The guy is, you know, to get down to it, he is an all-MLB player. 
Uh, they don't have that team, obviously, but it's that type of deal. But, I mean, that that group that came up with him, him, Gary, um, can make the case, even though they brought him in technically late, Klaber. <clears throat> I don't know how many more pitches they can foul off, no pun intended. Um, I mean, I've been barking up the trees saying to trade Sanchez since his rookie year. Glaber's clearly not your answer at shortstop. And at that point, now you have a problem at second base because DJ LeMahieu plays much better overall being at his natural position at second base than he does at first base. Obviously, he's not going to be at first base anymore with Rizzo there, but, I mean, the point remains. So, I'd say Boone's for sure hot seat. I think you got players probably on the hot seat even before you have Cashman on the hot seat. Um, that being said, the Steinbrenner conglomerate, whatever you want to call it, I mean, Hal's the one in control. Um, you know, I I think Cashman's probably safe for another year, but I don't know. I'll put it to you this way. If it was somebody in ownership that wasn't the Steinbrenner family, I'm not sure Cashman's even our GM right now. I got one more question for yeah. you. What are your thoughts on the pieces that went to Texas and Chicago? I mean, we we got lucky in both, in a sense. Um, I think Texas went for... So the perfect example to kind of do this with is actually the Dodgers deal for, for Scherzer and Turner. The Dodgers sent back, besides two other prospects, Cabot Ruiz, Josiah Gray. Uh, literally two of their top five prospects, their top pitching prospect in gray. Um, I think it was technically their second best position prospect in Ruiz, but he's a cat in Ruiz, but he's a catcher. So I mean, big obviously plus side there. So whereas the the Nationals went with um, quality, Texas I think for sure went quantity size of things. Uh, that being said, Otto is a very good pitching prospect, but you have guys there who are having very good minor league seasons. Um, probably guys that still are projected out probably 2023 at the earliest for big league kind of ready. <clears throat> Cubs wise, you know, again, I think it was just the Cubs more or less trying to get some sort of really good plausible return for them back for Rizzo. Um, <clears throat> they got, they got their big name prospect trading away Baez with the Mets. So, um, again, not going to see or complain for for what the Yankees gave up. They certainly did not give up any of the big names that I wanted to that I didn't want to see go. Um, you know, Yankee fans can say what they want about Clark Schmidt. Um, I'm pretty big on him. I was very upset to see him initially in that Gallo deal, um, and the way it just panned out, it worked out really well. So that's kind of, I think, where I kind of stand with that to a degree. Um, yeah, that being said, you know, thinking about the winners and losers aspect of this, you have to say the Mets won because you have a guy with Baez there who, well, the Mets actually probably won and lost, right? Because really the only big-name trade they made was Baez. Um, and he is willing to stay there. He's willing to make a position change to stay there. Um and you get Francisco Lindor's best friend, pretty much. Uh, that being said, I think if you're a Mets fan, you'd, you'd really have a lot of love to see them make a move in the bullpen side of things. <laughs> um, they didn't. 
Um, you know, a couple other teams. I, I didn't understand. I mean, the Diamondbacks have pieces there. I think that they could have. They were good enough to help teams. I don't know why they didn't sell, like, fire sale. So I'm questioning what the happened, what's going on there. I consider them a loser. Big winners, I think, are easily the Dodgers and the Padres. I think you have to make the case for the Giants as well. Obviously, getting Chris Bryant, who has pretty much played everywhere this year for the most part. I think he's started in six different positions this year. So, be interesting there. And be, a little bit of a shout-out. I wouldn't say they're winners. Definitely not losers. But shout-out to the Mariners at the deadline. Quite the interesting deadline for them. Uh, Graveman deal, quite a questioning. But it actually kind of sounds like there might be... A little bit stuff behind the scenes we didn't know about Graven in the in the clubhouse. So what do you know? What? What do you know? Uh, you know, I I heard that Graven didn't get along with some people. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting, but um, I, I'll put it this way: I would have considered the Mariners a loss if they didn't bring in Diego Castillo. But they were able to make that deal pretty much. Get your guy, and you get an upgrade in my mind. Bring in Abraham Toro. He's a nerd baseball lover like myself's delight. Uh, can play corner, can play the corner infield and outfield positions if you needed him to. Um, in my mind, a pretty much an A plus bat when it comes around, and he certainly has sold that so far. So I'm all on board. I would say my biggest surprise move was Kendall Graveman definitely going to the mm-hmm. Astros. I just didn't see it coming. But no, you, you no, I, like, you know, I don't something? think I don't think anybody really did. That wasn't even a deadline day move. That was what, like Wednesday night technically. Yeah, well, the Astros, the yeah. Mariners had just beaten the Astros to come back win. Uh, winner, winner is obviously the Dodgers. Loser is the Phillies. The Phillies didn't do enough. Um, they're right there. Didn't do enough. Kyle Gibson's not enough. Uh, even if they got Tyler Anderson, still not enough. Uh, so the Phillies are my loser. The Dodgers are my winner. But it's going to be an exciting race. Um, the Yankees need to make the playoffs. Or people, some people are going to get fired. That's all i got to say on them. Yeah, I mean, I, I people are going to be fired either way, I think. If I like the Nelson Cruz to Tampa. Yeah, how about that? Um, and then the Twins obviously sending Barrios off, but didn't send Buxton off. The Shout one name that I thought for sure was going to get moved. Shout out Adam Frazier. Frazier. Good thing Reynolds didn't get traded. The, the Pirates have now a very interesting young nucleus. So I'm intrigued by what they kind of do. We'll see. Again, would like to see what they would be able to do with a little bit better pitching staff. Because that offense can certainly get the job done. It's, it's proved that this year. Yep. They're young. They're not there yet. Who's the oldest player on that team? Not to get off topic. Is Stallings the oldest player, like position player? He could be. That's nuts. And he's only, what, like a five-year big league vet or something like that? Big, so, Yeah. He could be the oldest. I don't think there's any veterans. It's wild. Anyway, speaking of veterans, NBA free agency. Not as big, a, not as wild, wild, but we had some wildness. Did our team steal the show yesterday? Uh, I'm gonna say no, because I don't know what the hell the Lakers are really doing. <laughs> Let's start with they trade, even though it's not free agency. They traded for Russell Westbrook, sending away literally like their only like shooter in Kuzma, a team that needs shooters. You bring yeah. in 
Russell Westbrook, who people don't really know this, by volume is the worst three-point shooter in NBA history. Well, you just look watch him shoot. It's not surprising. Yeah. And then they let Caruso walk. Um, and then they sign Mello. Yeah, they sign Mello, which is questioning. <laughs> I, they think, signed, I think they're doing a terrible They job. re-signed Dwight Howard, which is questioning. A lot of questionable things going on in the Laker then. I don't I, know what they're doing. Kawhi opted out. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. He's, ta- he's taking load management from the offseason. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably going to resign with the Clippers, right? But like, it's going to be interesting to see because I think he'll actually will listen to teams. Chris Paul opted out, but he resigned with the Suns, which was pretty much the worst known secret. Kyle Lowry is a member of the Heat. The Knicks land Evan Fournier. Like and it. bring back pretty much that core that was all free agents. They improved. So, definitely improved. So, Nick, I mean, what were your initial thoughts? Because yesterday, last night, obviously, free agent. Obviously, you can't sign until, what, technically like August 6th or something like that. Yeah, whatever. But um, the new league year started yesterday at 6 p.m., so it allows for you to finally do the actual contact, even though it was already happening behind the scenes. It's going to be interesting because now I think you're going to see the way free agency is shuck out. And we can discuss, obviously, the free agent stuff, too. But it's interesting because now I think you're going to see guys like Pascal Siakam get moved and stuff like that. So what were your thoughts? Yeah, uh, no tampering involved. Just because people sign right at 6 o'clock doesn't mean they were talking before 6 p.m. They just quickly texted, yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, one word to describe my feelings of yesterday's start of the season. Loyalty. Because we have some loyal Knicks on the roster, finally. I was telling my brother Matt, who's also a Knicks fan, we haven't had Knicks to stay Knicks, you know. We've had Kyle Quinn. We've had Courtney Lee. We've had, you know, Christos Porzingis. We had, you know, just just a, a number of players like that. They stick around for a couple years and then go elsewhere. You know, we need to get some guys that stay for three years. And then what do we do? We go out and get we sign guys to three-year deals, hopefully keeping Randall for long term. Try to keep, you know, the core of the team. Let's keep the team together. Sure, we're going to lose pieces like Reggie Bullock, but we upgraded with Evan Fournier, who is definitely, a, definitely an upgrade over Bullock. Bullock is a great guy. Great, He's just, he's just a shooter, though. Fournier can shoot, and he can also score. He just has more, more game. To uh, then Bullock, so it's definitely an upgrade. Bringing back Rose was number one priority in my mind, but just to see Burks and Noel sign so quickly mm-hmm. show the loyalty of them. They want to be there. We have the team back. Uh, we upgrade, like I said, Fournier over Bullock. We still need another point guard, I believe, because right now I, Rose would be the starter. I'd like to see him get to the bench. Oh, wow. I mean, the disrespect you're showing to the Emmanuel quickly. He's just not a point guard. He's a, he's a two. All right. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's looking good right now. I'm looking at the team like this. We have no starting point guard. We got R.J. Barrett. We got Fournier. We got Randall. And we got Mitchell Robinson. Backing up Robinson is Noel. Backing up Randall is Toppin. Backing up Fournier is Burks. Backing up uh, Barrett is quickly. Backing up. Uh, missing starting point guard is Derrick Rose. With all that being said, we get we have a decent draft. We draft shooters. 
I love what the Knicks are doing. We were never going to trade for Bradley Beal. We were never going to trade for Damian Lillard. The asking price is way too much for those people. So I like what we're doing. I trust the process. You got to remember, we're still rebuilding. We're still trying to build these players up, trying to get these young guys' talent stronger. I like what we're doing. Don't know what the Lakers are doing. I don't know what the Lakers are doing. Russell Westbrook, I think, is the definition of a playoff choker, loser. Well, well, it's not so much that, but we need to think about the context like this, right? So Russell Westbrook signs that max deal in OKC, right? Four, 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 well, technically three, but really four years ago, right? Presti moves off of it, moves it to Houston, right? Houston's all like, yeah, we'll give it a go. It's Russell Westbrook, right? After one year, they're like, yeah, we're going to move off this, right? Washington sees it, goes, hey, it's Russell Westbrook. Let's take a run with this, right? Now he's moved on to his fourth different team in four years because Washington even's like, yeah, we're, we're going to move off of this. Something's going on. I mean, we know Westbrook has this quirkiness about him, right? I'm not too sure how well it's going to fit in. And the other part that's interesting about Westbrook too, right? And this has come out now in the past week or so. Um, I don't even know if you probably know this. Do you know that the initial plan with the Clippers was supposed to be Kawhi and Westbrook? No. Yeah. So, well, allegedly. The plan was always Kawhi and Paul George. But Kawhi, I guess, Kawhi's people get a call from Westbrook's people and get them together on, on this phone call, right? And Westbrook's like, we got to team up, whatever, and we can do this in L.A., right? And I guess Kawhi is like, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, Hunt and obviously, whatever. And pretty much was just like to Paul George, like, can you, hey, he wants to do what we're doing. And they did it without him. So it's, there's, there's something up. I don't know what. I don't want to speculate. Cause like I said, we all know he has this quirkiness. So. And he likes to hold the ball a lot. He likes the ball like I in said, his hand. Like I said, NBA's worst three, pre, three point shooter by volume ever. Yeah. And you got LeBron, another year older, mm-hmm. coming off an injury. Anthony Davis can never go a season without an injury. I don't know. And then like, just... the Lakers are like a very old roster now when you look yeah, at it. And now they're signing all these old guys to minimum deals. Yeah. Like Ariza, like Howard. Like... Apparently apparently Polinka got a hold of Danny Green's agent. It's like, hey, take this minimum deal. And apparently there was a laugh on the other side of the phone. Really? Yeah. He's not doing it. No. And then that being said, he might turn and burn and go ahead and do it. And after all these years, LeBron has finally taken Melo on his team. Yeah. That's if Melo's the shooter you want, you're in trouble. I I don't mean that as like a negative comment. I know I've said obviously on here, but also to other people kind of in general. Right? I mean, you know where I stand on Melo. He's gonna be on Bayheim's army next year. But no no no. But but if if Melo's your replacement for Kuzma's three point shooting, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. He can't stay. He can't stay consistent <laughs> no. like that. He had a good year last year, I heard, but I mean, he did. But he was also coming off the bench. Yeah. So, so I just—it's a mess. That's not how they're going to win a championship. They proved it last year. They had Davis and LeBron play. Sure, they missed some time, but they played and they weren't very good. They finished with a seven seed and then got bounced in the first round. It's not going to work this time. I think the Lakers are just hoping for the best. It's just not going to work. Clay, case closed. 
But now the Heat, Paul. We keep seeing all these big threes. Before I talk about your Heat, I got to talk about um, Chicago's big three. Or whatever Chicago's doing. DeRozan, Ball, Levine, Vukovic. Not going to work. Chicago is not going to work. I love to see I love to see DeRozan, who I like, and Lonzo Ball play a game of knockout. Just let them go at it. See how long they take to pound mm-hmm. and make a three-pointer. <laughs> well, Lonzo can shoot. Lonzo's actually been sneakily the most improved player over the past two seasons in the NBA. Sure. It's not going to work in Chicago. I don't see it. I mean, there's still a bigger name away. But now with the Heat, I like Kyle Lowry. I think he's a great you shooter. You like Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think he's a great shooter for a point guard. He's a winner. Oh, that's the part you're excited I'm excited about his defense. I'm definitely not excited about that Duncan Robinson deal. Oh, I am. It's a little much. No, it's not. It's a little much. It's 18 a year. For Duncan Robinson. You don't understand what he does. He gives them spacing on the floor. I guess not. So, so would you, hold on. I got a question for you then. Would you rather have Duncan Robinson at five years and $90 million or Davis Bearden's at four years, 100? I think David Bearden's good. He can shoot. He's a, he's a sniper. Uh, you talking about the guy in Washington? Yeah. Yeah, he's Bearden's a can't move. He's a, he's, he's a sniper. One of the best three point shooters in the game. I don't you could pay him billions of dollars. He's worth it. That guy's a sniper. But uh Bearden's is just Steve Novak. Uh Steve what's Novak with that. Steve Novak sucks. Whoa. Whoa. Steve Novak was the second best player on a playoff Nick team. That's not true. Yeah, he was. That's not true. That's not true at all. But uh, give some credit to Stoudemire. Um, anyway, Lowry is a huge piece for this Heat team that already has Jimmy Butler, the most underrated player in the game, and Bam Adebayo, where him and Jimmy just went on some jungle cruise together. Um, so they got one of the better coaches in the game. I don't know, Paul. You're the Heat fan here. What do you think about the moves? You like them? Yeah, I mean, I this is you def- miss Dragic. This is well, yes, I will miss my beloved Dragon. Uh, but this is definitely a we're going for in the next two years move. We have Jimmy Butler opt in, get Lowry on a sign and trade. I mean, we're going for it within the next couple of years, and that's what we're doing. Uh, this is Pat Riley's probably last dance, if you want to call it that. Um, I don't think they're. Done making moves, but I don't know who else they can really go get. I mean, Kawhi, we're Kawhi. I, we're in the, the alleged Kawhi sweepstakes, but I don't know if the the money the money's just not there for Kawhi. Um, that being said, we got Markeith Morris. So uh, if you're one of me who believes this, we just got two players for the price of one. Because him and his brother look incredibly alike, and you don't know which one's which. But if he's shooting bad, it's definitely Marquise. Yes. Um, I, you know, look, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, Lowry is obviously is an improvement over Dragic. Um, this team really now is really good defensively. Um, 
certainly probably could make the case collectively the best unit in the East defensively. Um, that being said, it would be really interesting at this point seeing the possibility of a starting lineup in all honesty with the Heat this year with Lowry at the one, Duncan Robinson at the two, uh, Jimmy at the three, uh, Markeith Morris at the four, and Bam at the five. That's a very interesting starting five. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see another a bigger fish, if you will, a bigger whale, as we call it in heat culture. But I don't know. I, I like the thing like I said. I think we'll get one more move done, but I don't know who it's really going to be. Obviously, DeMar's going to, uh, to Chicago. So, I don't know. Um, a name to keep an eye on. I don't think he's coming to Miami at this point, but Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie. Still, you like him? Well, I've been, I'm, I'm a big Dinwiddie guy, and it sounds like he's not going to go back to the Nets, and understandably he is a starting point guard in this league. You're not going to start there if you're him. So, in case you're wanting the heater up one over the Lakers with 17 seconds to go. Oh, thank you. In the NBA Summer League. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Dinwiddie, you all know what? I mean, I don't know if they have the money to really swing it, but Dinwiddie would be a really good fit on your Knicks. So, uh, we ain't taking that trader. We remember his comments. Oh, I'm just saying. We are not taking him. We don't have room for him. I'm just, I'm just saying. He'd if you want to take the fit. Phil Pinson spot, he's got it. I'm just saying he'd be a good fit. Sure. So, anything, anything else NBA-wise? Uh, yes, I have to tell you um, oh, on your Lakers. Nick's got breaking news. Lakers heat game tonight. Oh, I don't care about Summer League. <laughs> uh, Yurt 7? Do you know who this guy is? No. Oh, Yurt 7. Oh, Yurt 7. Nick, I don't know who that is. <laughs> or oh. what that is. <laughs> Miami Heat. All right. I'll let you figure that out as I start talking about NASCAR at the Glen. Omar Yurt 7 okay. from Georgetown okay. has 25 points for the Heat tonight. Neat. All right. You ready to talk about NASCAR, Nick? Because we have exciting news about you with that. You you are yes. going to the race. Yes. I will be driving the pace car. Wow. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a unicycle. Um, I don't think that's feasible. I will have a horn. Oh, okay. I will be squeaking it. Oh, never mind. You're in fair play then. Yes. Uh, no. I will be there on Saturday. That's exciting though. Your first NASCAR event. Yes. I got to pick up my credentials and I will be in the pits mm. and the garage. So I have some tips for you, Nick. All right. All right. If you are going to be in the pits in the garage, I'm guessing you probably have. Do you have the hot pass or the cold pass? Do you know? Uh, or is it just a straight up media credential? They call. There's one that's called a hard pass. Oh, you have a hard card. Yes. Okay. I gotta pick it up. Here's the thing. You gotta keep your head on a goddamn swivel. Okay. Last thing you want to be is the guy getting hit by a car or a crew member. Don't get in their way. What's the a hard card? Hard card is. It, it's up there. You can go a lot of places that most people can't. All right. Um, the closest I've ever been to stuff like that, me and my dad, obviously in 2019 at Richmond, got uh, Xfinity Series garage passes, technically cold. They're called cold cold passes. Um, but even then, you're kind of sometimes in the way of certain people. You got to stay out of the way, let the crews do their thing, let the cars do their thing. But you just got to keep your head on a swivel, right? Head on a swivel. 
Never know what could be coming. But you're opening a lot of interesting spots that a lot of people don't get to see. Really? So don't be afraid to take advantage of it either. Take my phone out? Um, Within reason. Within reason. Obviously, I'm not too sure what you're going to be doing job-wise there. Yeah, I'm so, not sure I'm going to write yet. But uh, So... Take it all in. But just, yeah, take it all, take it in. Obviously, if I do stuff for your job, do that. Uh, but don't be afraid, you know, to, to kind of be in the moment a little bit. Um, also, ear protection. Make sure you have some ear protection. Earplugs, stuff like that. It's loud. Very. Very loud. Even the trucks. Oh, yeah. Well, the trucks, okay, the trucks are just pretty much the cup car chassis with a truck body on it. They're by far my favorite series in NASCAR. So. Really? What about the Arca? Arca runs Friday night. It's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of young rich kids wrecking cars. Um, anyway. We'll circle back to that. NASCAR back to the Glen for the first time since 2019. Obviously, the pandemic last year canceled the race. and up being moved to the Daytona Road Course. But I'm excited. The stock cars return, both Arca... Um, Arca technically returning for the first time in, I think, 20 years, give or take. Trucks as well. I think it's 23. But they were both scheduled to come back next last year, but obviously it didn't happen. Expanding Cup have been there for a while, uh, obviously. Really looking forward to it. Going to be interesting, um, especially with, uh, obviously, the Delta variant. How people are going to be acting, how people are, but nonetheless... We're looking forward to it. Obviously, there's something... I, I try to describe this to people all the time. There's something about... Because the way I go in... I just go in pretty much a straight... You know, the front way in the way a lot of people do, right? 414, the County Road 16. And there's a somewhat cresting that second hill at 16 where you see the grandstands for the first time just pop up over this seems to be raised ground. I get goosebumps every time I see it. I get go, I'm getting some goosebumps right now talking about it. And there's something about it... Seeing the iconic powder blue paint, right? And then when you finally get there, walking in, I, I it's, you know, you can say what you want about road courses in NASCAR, but it seriously is my favorite track in NASCAR. Um, nothing quite like it. I mean, it's the best. It's, it is America's home for road racing, and I love that it's practically in our backyard, so... I'm looking for. I'm, I'm happy that you get to experience this, Nick, because we've been talking about for a while, and I'll finally get into a race, and it didn't seem like it was going to happen this year, obviously, with me, but you're, you're getting your way in anyway. Yeah, I'm just going to enjoy it, see what's up Saturday, uh, 4 p.m. is the Xfinity race. Yep. Trucks at 1230, I 1230, believe. Yeah. It's not the big boys, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's something. You will get your – it. trust me, the way those races play out – um, you you will get a show because it's going to be interesting with the truck series. This is the truck series regular season finale race. It's our last race before the playoffs. There is a playoff spot available if somebody wins. It'll knock somebody out. That's the way it is. So strategy strategies will be a plenty in that race. And the trucks always put on a really great show. Um, and how long has it been since they've been to Watkins? The trucks haven't been there since 99 or 2000. I can't remember which year exactly. Really? Yeah. Why this year? Well, it was supposed to be last year. Really? Yeah. Uh, why? I don't. I think this will give the trucks another added spicy thing to it. Uh, they've been running uh, really only one road course uh, for 
a while now, and that's the uh, most sport track up in Canada. And, um, you know, I, I'm really hoping that will stay on the schedule. It's been tough. They ended up it's more than like, I think it's more than likely that race is getting postponed. I think it technically did already. Um, but I mean, the trucks at the Glen, I mean, that's, you know, kind of like a deal made in heaven. I mean, the trucks were a, a series that initially started as meant to be short tracks and road courses to give guys and girls the experience of driving stock vehicles for the first time, uh, more or less, at the big level. Uh, do you go ahead. Do you recommend me driving through Watkins Glen to get there? You're really going to have no other choice for the most part. Um, if you want to, you can cut. The, the main pro- I shouldn't say it's a problem. I mean, it's just the way it is, right? Um, there is that one back way in that you can take kind of like the old course, uh, as you call it. You go around the back side of the state park and in. Uh, but either way, you kind of still have to go through downtown anyway that way. <laughs> um, Packed. Huh? Packed with people. I mean, Watkins Glen's first off, Watkins Glen is always packed no matter what. Yeah, it's it got is. the best. It's got one of the best freaking state parks in the country, right? So, no matter what's going to be packed. Sunday is always a nut house. I mean, Saturday is not as bad, but still pretty bad. But Sundays is always just maddening. I always recommend, obviously, the earlier the better, uh, no matter what. I know, like this year for me, it's the first year I'm just, I'm not biting the bullet. I'm going, I'm going with some college friends. We're meeting up. We're staying in an Airbnb down at the other end of Seneca Lake. And this year I was just more or less like, I'm, I'm done driving back and forth each day. I just, if we can't camp there, we'll get an Airbnb or something. So that's what we're doing. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, and that type of deal, like I said, I mean, this earlier the better. No matter what, you're going to have to clip downtown some type of way for the most part. Um, but, yeah. If you're riding with somebody, I recommend carpooling with somebody down. I don't know if that's going to be an option for you. Mm. So, all right, yeah. Who do you like this week, Nick? I'm so happy you asked me that because this is the road courses are some of my favorite stuff to predict. There's always an element of surprise. So, let's start with the Arca series on Friday night. It is live on FS1. If you get it at 6 p.m., if not, perfectly understandable. I will probably be at the race. I'm going Ty Gibbs. Uh, it's the only night race of the weekend, too. Uh, it's not a night race. It's like a very short race that they're oh. going to be doing. Yeah. Um, so, Watkins Glen doesn't have lights. Oh, it doesn't? No. No. Oh. So, uh, I'm going Ty Gibbs. Probably will dominate either way. Truck race on Saturday. This is probably one of the bigger toss-ups of the weekend. I'm not too sure who's going to really come out and dominate in there. Um, that being said... I'm going to take a sentimental pick, even though I know he's probably not going to do it. Give me Paul Menard. He's running on the Friday. On Friday. Or Saturday in the trucks. Oh, who we got Friday? Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. The Xfinity race on Saturday, again, probably seems like an obvious pick. I'm going A.J. Allmendinger. Sunday's the real tricky one, right? Do you go Chase Selly? Do you go Kyle Larson? Do you go Truex? Do you go Kyle Busch? I'm going none of them. I'm going Brad Keselowski. I'm going with Chase Elliott. How noble of you. And on Saturday, mm-hmm. I'm going Kyle Bush. Rowdy Bush. He 
He's in the Xfinity. I don't think he's running, no. He's not running the Xfinity race. Kurt Busch. Not running the Xfinity race. Carl Edwards. He's retired. Give me a name. Justin Allgaier. That's his win. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. So, make sure you tune in. Or if you're going, obviously, maybe I'll see you there. Give me a shout-out if you are. Give Nick a shout-out if you somehow see him just meandering about becoming one of NASCAR's biggest people. Yeah, I guess so. So... Big fan? Yeah. All right, Nick. Uh, before we get out of here, who are you shouting out this week? Uh, I'm going to shout out our good friend Fletcher Reese. Fletch. Fletch. You know, he's going back to the fantasy baseball. Oh, first time he's going to fantasy baseball playoffs. First time he's been to fantasy playoffs in our leagues. Jerry won since 2017, his first year. So, Fletch, is he going to be a champion? Nice. <laughs> is he going to be a champion? Oh, oh! I didn't realize that was actually a question. Yeah, is he going to be a champion? Uh, yes, why not? Why not Fletch? Shout out Fletch. All right. As always, guys, like, share, subscribe. All the fun stuff for Fear Lakes 1. They help us out a lot, so help them out. Big trade deadline. I hope everybody liked the craziness. That's right, Glenn. Make sure you tune in and watch. We'll catch you guys in a couple weeks for our next episode of Fresh Takes, Russo, and Felice.